The soundtrack of your life. And the hits just keep on coming. SkyPilotRadio.com. Maui. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. From the front lines of the information war, it's Alex Jones. Cult leaders determine what their followers are allowed to believe, even in their most private thoughts. In order to do this, cults separate people from all they have known before. They force their members to renounce their former lives, their countries, their customs. They allow no loyalty except to the cult. The first thing they attack always is the family. Families are the main impediment to brainwashing and extremism. That's true in every culture. So if you're going to control individuals, if you're going to transform free people into compliant robots, the first thing you must do is separate them from the ones who love them most. I think that the important thing for white parents to keep in the front of our mind is that if black children in this country are not allowed innocence and childhood without fear of being killed by police or marginalized in some other way, then our children don't deserve innocence. If Tamir Rice can be shot dead in a public park, playing with a toy gun, something white children do all over this country every day without the same fear of being shot. If Tamir Rice can be killed, then white children need to be told at least at the same age. If they can't be innocent, we don't get to be innocent. Who is behind this cultural revolution? Who is behind this Maoist-style takeover? From the words of David Rockefeller himself in the New York Times, this whole thing is a Rockefeller UN globalist experiment in China. They believe it's been successful. They're taking the planet over. And that is the ideology. That is what this entire system is, ladies and gentlemen. The President of the United States of America awards this Presidential Medal of Freedom to David Rockefeller. Through his extensive humanitarian efforts to promote world peace, David Rockefeller has worked to improve lives both at home and abroad. His creation of and support for the Trilateral Commission has provided a unique forum for communication and problem solving by world leaders. We are grateful to the Washington Post, the New York Times, Time Magazine, and other publications whose directors have attended our meetings and respected their promises of discretion for almost 40 years. It would have been impossible for us to develop our plan for the world if we had been subject to the bright lights of publicity. But the world is now more sophisticated and prepared to march toward a world government. The negative impact of population growth on all of our planetary ecosystems is becoming appallingly evident. The United Nations can and should play an essential role in helping the world find a satisfactory way of stabilizing world population. It's just incredible, ladies and gentlemen. But it's okay, they're saying the leftists can demonstrate, they can protest. But in leftist cities, the police will arrest you if you leave your house, still in many areas, or don't wear a mask or social distance. But if you're out ranting and raving and calling for an abolishment of local government, well, you're a wonderful angel cake. Because they have to overthrow government first to rebuild on it their nightmare New World Order system. 
Black Lives Matter is not just a radical idea. Making sure that we limit the size, scope, and scale of policing in this country. Chanting breaks out in city council today during city budget discussions. You don't want anybody to take a knee. It does not give our communities the resources that they actually need for mental health care, for relief for COVID, from the things that would actually keep us safe, not cops. We're calling for defunding the police. Now when the cops wrongfully kill somebody and they all get indicted, the whole country melts down and then everybody's guilty for what some bad cops did. And the left says dis arm and disband all the police well who's going to go out and run all your leftist control systems they're not getting rid of the police the left are muscling in on the police and saying you're going to be leftist enforcers now or we're going to cut your funding that's all this is It's June 9th, 2020. I'm David Knight, your host. I'll be here at the very beginning. Alex will be coming in uh, later in the broadcast. We'll have Steve Pachinik as well as Paul Joseph Watson. I want to begin by taking a look at this, I don't know what you call it, shameful or ridiculous display that was put on by Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and these other Democrats uh, yesterday taking the knee in Capitol Hill and... Uh, well, I think we've got some exclusive footage of it, don't we? Let's, let's roll that exclusive footage of the attack on the White House and then the submission. Roll that footage. There you can see them flying in. <laughs> Bazookas, nothing works. And then the, uh, the Democrat Antifa mob here uh, exercises some gun control by seizing the fully automatic weapon and snapping it. <laughs> Kicking the door to the Oval Office in. You are the one they call president? I am. I see you are practiced in worshipping things that fly. Good. Rise before Zod. Oh, and she does. We'll now... Uh... <laughs> Well, during the moment of silence, I'm sure that those who have been, uh... <laughs> kneel before sword. We will now kneel for our moment of silence. <laughs> so obedient. So obedient. There she is. They take the knee. You are not the president. No one who leads so many could possibly kneel so quickly. That's right. And yet they do kneel, don't they? But they are expecting that you will be kneeling before their policies. Because understand, it is their policies that are at the root of uh, what they are complaining about. You know, we had the family, the, the attorney for the family of George Floyd, 
has now demanded that the United Nations intervene in what is going on here. They, he wants them to investigate, to intervene, and to recommend what needs to be done here in America to fix all this, the United Nations. And one of the things that he mentioned in that was the militarization of the police and the militarized training. He said, we've got this heavy equipment and so forth. Does he not realize that this was put in by his Lord and Master Barack Obama? Do you remember the NDAA and how they snuck into that annual authorization for the Defense, uh, uh, you know, the Defense uh, Authorization Act? They snuck in their indefinite detention by the military without due process, even being able to render you to another country where presumably you could be terror, uh, uh, treated to uh, torture and so forth by uh, the uh, government if they allowed that there, uh, not being a citizen there, not having any constitutional bill of rights as they have worked so hard to destroy here. We were very concerned about that when that happened, along with Republican support, because, you know, hey, if they put it in there to support the military, we're not going to pull anything out, right? we got to give them the authorization to uh, take for the military to take American citizens and hold them without due process. The Democrats didn't care because it was Obama. And now they're complaining and using this as an effort to get more power. This is all this is. This is a power play. They look like they are submitting, but they are not submitting. This is as phony as the uh, cloth that they have wrapped around their necks, the kente cloth. And you have uh, Democrats one after the other saying that what this is is the uh, Democrats in blackface. This is political blackface, said Kira Davis. Uh, She said, uh, I've never known any white person to appropriate these patterns for a very public but vague cultural statement. Until today, it's all so bizarre. To me, it was nothing more than political blackface. Pelosi and Schumer We're donning the colors of a people and a movement that they know nothing about, and I would say they care nothing about. If they cared about this, you would not have had the militarization of the police under Obama. You would not have had the crime bill that Biden pushed. They would be talking about ending the war on drugs, which is the root cause of the militarization of the police. As I was saying this morning on the program that I have that precedes this one, and again, you can track it every morning, 9 to noon, Eastern time. Uh, it's live on InfoWars. But as I was saying this morning, we go back and look at the history of this. And we look at how they have used this uh, war on drugs to eliminate due process, to do no-knock SWAT team raids. When you go back to the Rodney King riots, it was Daryl Gates who was a police chief in L.A., And he was the first person to really embrace SWAT teams and armored personnel carriers and the militarization of the police. And what did he do when you had a similar situation? You had a, you know, the Rodney King arrest and beating and the optics on it just enraged the black community. Uh, They were dragging people like uh, uh, Reginald Denny out of his truck, beating him just because he was white. So because of the violence that they saw of the police officers, whether or not it was justified, uh, they were coming after white people, not even the police. But the police were not taking any chances. They used all of that militarized power not to protect businesses, not to protect neighborhoods, 
but to protect themselves. Daryl Gates circled the wagons around the city hall and the police departments. They protected themselves. And we see the same pattern happening today. No matter how militarized, no matter how much power is given to the police, they will leave people to defend themselves. And so when we look at this shameless posturing that is being done by Pelosi and others, recognize it for what it is. And understand that these reforms that they were passing out to you and telling you to uh, defund the police, and we need to reform the police. Uh, That's the real problem. They don't want you to reform the police. Uh, They want you to get rid of the police. Uh, But they're not going to get rid of their policies. So who is going to enforce these policies? As Tucker Carlson said, you're going to see the weaponization of this uh, Black Lives Matter Uh, racist identity politics, you're going to see that weaponized. You can already see it in terms of what is allowed with free speech. Anytime you say something that is against the established narrative, and this goes back to COVID-19, if you suggest, just merely suggest, that you might have hydroxychloroquine or you might have some other treatment, maybe it's intravenous vitamin C, maybe it's stem cells, you will not allowed to say that. You will immediately be punished. Just as today, you are immediately punished if you talk about some solution to this other than jumping in on the racism crisis that they've created. Just as they had focused on a lockdown followed by vaccination, they've now focused on racism followed by Black Lives Matter. And in the next segment, we're going to talk about the history of of Black Lives Matter. Uh, BLM, the M really stands, <laughs> It's uh, you could just call it uh, uh, blacks, uh, liberals, and Marxists because it has have a deep uh, basis in Marxism. If you go back and you look at its origins, going back to 2013, that's when we first had that term used. But when we look at what they're proposing, they do not want to remove the tools of oppression. They turn their... Uh, their eyes away from whenever the Democrats have enacted these structures. They make it purely about politics. And we've got to focus on this and make sure that we don't give a pass to Republicans or to presidents who destroy our liberties as well. Because you understand that the things that are put in place now, whether it is surveillance in the name of tracking looters or surveillance in the name of tracking people who are infected, or whether it is vaccines that are going to help us to get out of lockdown, those are going to be used against us by people that we don't like, not just the people that we love. (laughs) They may use it against us as well. We'll be right back. Stay with us. This is a Corona Crisis Self-Reliance Alert. If you're worried about the power grid in the current crisis and want to generate your own supply of off-the-grid electrical power just in case, pay close attention. Here's why. A limited supply of solar backup generators will be available again in the next two weeks. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving electrical backup power when you get off the grid. And unlike gas generators, these solar generators run quietly, emit no fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. 
dangerous weather, social unrest, or overloaded grids, this summer will not be a problem if you go to MySolarBackup.com and get your solar backup generator. We regret that supplies are limited and only available on a first-come, first-served basis. Check availability at MySolarBackup.com. Never suffer painful power outages again. Go to MySolarBackup.com. That's MySolarBackup.com. In today's world, violent crime can victimize anyone, anytime. When violent crime confronts you, will you be able to protect yourself and your loved ones? For personal protection training, there's none better than FrontSight, the world's premier firearms training facility near Las Vegas, Nevada. Learn firearm skills from FrontSight's world-class instructors, led by FrontSight's founder and director, Dr. Ignatius Piazza. Whether you're in law enforcement, the military, or a private citizen, after your first firearm training course at FrontSight, you'll leave with skills that surpass 99% of the gun-owning population, guaranteed. And now, you and your family can train at FrontSight free of charge. Yes, free. Go now to FrontSight.com radio to secure a $2,000 four-day defensive handgun course. Absolutely free with no catch. Enter F-R-O-N-T-S-I-G-H-T dot com slash radio. Act now before these free courses are all taken. Secure your free four-day course at FrontSight.com slash radio. FrontSight, America's gun training destination. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Broadcasting live from the U.N. stronghold, Austin, Texas, you're listening to The Alex Jones Show. And now, your host, David Knight. Folks, what we are seeing is a complete cultural revolution, a complete political and economic revolution. You have to understand the looting of this country began with the lockdown. We have seen more wealth transferred from the middle class and from Main Street to the elite and to Wall Street than ever in history as they decided that the uh, large companies were essential, but your small business was not. And as I said at the very beginning, it's very much like what Mao did to eliminate any opposition. He was worried that it was going to come from the middle class, so he destroyed the middle class with his cultural revolution, with his great leap forward. He purged them out of the... Uh, cities, took them out of their homes, put them out on the fields, ostensibly to raise more food, and yet you had 80 million people starved to death because it was about his power. And let me tell you what you're seeing right now with Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, all this Black Lives Matter. They don't believe Black Lives Matter. Uh, This is not about racism. This is about their political game. And it essentially comes down to power coming out of the barrel of the gun and who is going to be holding the guns. You know, they are setting up as part of this radical revolution. And, and as I said this morning uh, on the, uh, the program before this one, I said what we've seen here is a blitzkrieg information war. This is a lightning war. We've never seen this combination of firepower between the mainstream media owned by three or four companies. Everything that you see in broadcast media, everything that you see in entertainment controlled by three or four companies. And social media, everything that you are allowed to say, everything that you're allowed to see and hear on social media, controlled by three companies. This kind of power, this kind of concentration of power is similar, I think, 
to what happened at the beginning of World War II. You know, we just had on uh, Sunday the uh, anniversary of D-Day. And, of course, the Antifa people uh, claimed it as their own, and many people uh, in the mainstream media said, oh, look, you know, what we had uh, going on D-Day was the biggest Antifa rally ever. No, it wasn't. Antifa are looters, thieves, liars, terrorists. They are not the soldiers who defeated the Nazis. And uh, what, we un- what you have to understand is that it is not just a radical restructuring of our economy, destroying the middle class, getting people accustomed to a universal basic income, which has been the plan for decades. The UN 2030 agenda, smart cities, universal basic income. They are manipulating you. They did this very quickly in the same way that even though we had airplanes in uh, the First World War, they did not realize the power of the airplanes, the power of the blitzkrieg, the lightning war. And we don't realize how powerful this new propaganda uh, power is, but they've been able to radically alter society on a global scale now, two times within three months, with both the lockdown and now with the looting. And you've got people on both sides scared to death by this blitzkrieg of information war. And they're calling for more government power. And uh, we have to be very careful about the solutions that they have prepared for us. You have uh, one of the people in Minneapolis, as they're talking about dismantling the police department there, even on CNN, Allison Camarados, kind of, well, I'm not really too sure about what you're talking about here, uh, asked about those people who might be concerned about their personal safety. And the person she was talking to from the Minneapolis City Council, the president, Lisa Bender, and of course, they were the ones that uh, city council were the ones who voted to defund the police and did it over the objections of the mayor. And so the president of the city council is there on CNN, and she said, uh, such concerns come from a place of privilege. You understand that? It comes from a place of privilege. People are now experiencing the reality of life for Americans, African-Americans. This is what they always say about communists, right? They have nothing, and they want to share it with you. These people have anarchy. They have fear. They have violence, and they want you to share in that with them. They don't want to end the fear and the violence that they have created in the African-American communities across the country, especially in the countries that are run by black Democrats, Places like Baltimore and Chicago. No, no, no. They don't want to end that fear and violence. They want you to experience it. That's what this is really about. And so Allison Camarado then came back and said, do you understand the word dismantle or police-free also makes some people nervous? For instance, what if in the middle of the night my home is broken into? Who do I call? Well, yeah, who do you call? Who do you call when you have a riot? As I said before, as we've seen in the L.A. riots, as we've now seen across the country, the people who are organized to defend themselves. I played a clip last week from a black Chicago woman who was absolutely uh, over the top. Oh, We had to heavily censor the, uh, <laughs> the language for the broadcast. But she was putting out one F word after the other and one ethnic slur after the other. She was outraged that there were uh, Arabs and a a black person surrounding a business holding rifles. And she used every slur she could think of to condemn them. 
How dare you? Just get away and let people have that stuff. You know, you're going to kill somebody over your stuff, your stuff you got from China and so forth. Uh, Yeah, you know, nobody did anything. It was a deterrent. And that's the point of the Second Amendment. I've had liberals engage me many times and I said the fundamental purpose of the Second Amendment is not to go hunting. It is not even about self-defense. It is about to prote- uh, protecting yourself from a government that is out of control. And they said, well, you can't do that. They said the same things that you've heard from Eric Swalwell, uh, from Beto O'Rourke, and also from Joe Biden mimicking them, saying, oh, we got big weapons. We got nuclear weapons. We got jets. We got fully automatic weapons and so forth. Well, you know, that hasn't really worked out well for them in the asymmetric warfare uh, areas where they have occupied Iraq. They've occupied Afghanistan. they Uh, have been defeated over and over again after a conventional warfare that uh, went really, really well. And George W. Bush says, mission accomplished. And then they decide they're going to do nation building. And they get bogged down into a quagmire with people who don't really have anything like comparable weapons. And they've never really won one of those wars yet. And if they're smart, they won't do that to the American people. That's what the Second Amendment is about. It's about mutually assured destruction, just like the Cold War was about, both sides having nuclear weapons. Fortunately, neither side was crazy enough to use it. Will the Democrats be crazy enough to try to take the guns, especially in this kind of a situation? Well, they may take us into that area, as Tucker Carlson said yesterday, and he was called out on Huffington Post. They were angry about the fact that Carlson said, imagine if the Black Lives Matter rioters had weapons and immunity from prosecution. That's what they're talking about when they talk about partisan law enforcement. Here's the new rule, and it defines everything. You are not allowed to question Black Lives Matter in any way, full stop. And we've seen this over and over again already in terms of the digital public square. Uh, I mean, just look at what the, the examples that we've seen of this New Age religion of worshiping Black Lives Matter and their patron saint, George Floyd. We've seen a police chief prostrate on the ground. We've seen other police doing foot washings. And you see these other Democrats kneeling. Well, we have someone else that we kneel to. And uh, Christ is not being kneeled to by the churches. That's the biggest problem. Hand sanitizer is not an option. It's now a must-have. But where can you find it? Online at 2020safe.net. The highest quality hand sanitizer that destroys microorganisms and prevents transmission of pathogens. Now available in a one-liter bottle with a bonus at 2020safe.net. When you order a one-liter bottle of our high-quality hand sanitizer, you'll receive a 30-count bottle of Immune Booster, a $14.95 value, free by using code GCN at checkout. 2020safe.net offers many natural products to help support health and help you live a more fulfilled life. From germ zapping hand sanitizer to immune building nutraceuticals to natural stress, anxiety, and sleep aids, 2020safe.net has what you need in stock today. Just click 2020safe.net, that's 2020safe.net, to get our one liter bottle of high quality hand sanitizer with your bonus free 30 count bottle of immune booster. Remember to enter GCN at checkout and the bonus is yours free. Go now to 2020safe.net. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. You found it, the tip of the spear. It is The Alex Jones Show. And now, your host, David Knight. 
Welcome back. I'm here for one more segment, and then Alex Jones will be uh, joining the program and taking it over. Uh, I just want to talk in this uh, short period of time that I've got about what is going to happen in terms of the Democrats' program. If you look at this program that was put out after Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats took a knee, uh, they introduced their so-called reforms. They call it Justice and Police Act, and uh, the only thing that they talk about that is an actual reform is to reform qualified immunity, which is something that the Supreme Court uh, imposed in uh, 1982 unilaterally, as they do so many things out of the Supreme Court. But the rest of this stuff is basically racial-based. You have uh, racial stats and quotas are going to be kept on everything that the police do. You're going to have training about racial bias. Uh, you're going to, they're going to make lynching a federal crime. Now, do we have a lot of lynchings that are going on? But see, lynching is a dog whistle, again, for race. So it's all about race, except it's not about race. It's about government and about mismanagement of uh, the Democrats. And also, the one other thing that they're doing here is change the use of force and other standards from a federal level. You understand that this is a federal takeover of local policing, which is the last thing that we want. I mean, that is even more dangerous than defunding the police at a local level. I mean, if you defund the police in one town and uh, it doesn't work out, that doesn't affect the other towns. But if you change policing from the federal level, this is why for the longest time the John Birch Society has talked about supporting your local police, your local sheriff, whatever. And that's really what I do support. The sheriffs are elected. We didn't have any police in the United States until uh, 1828, and we didn't have uh, much of it uh, very widespread until the 20th century. Institutions change, and we need to understand that they can change for the better or for the worse. We have, uh, as um, uh, Serpico, Frank Serpico pointed out, uh, you have bad actors that are going to be in any human institution. The key thing that has to be done is those bad actors have to be purged. And if you don't purge those bad actors, then that corrupts the institution itself. What we have seen, and the core problem in most of these police departments, is that when you have a bad actor, even if the police chief or the sheriff or the mayor wants to get that person out, the police union stops that. The immunity means that they have no responsibility for what they're doing. And as I pointed out this morning, when we look at people and individuals and institutions and businesses that are given legal immunity, that is an incentive to corruption. Just take a look at the immunity that's been given to the vaccine companies. We don't want that at any level. It is a corrupting factor here. But we especially do not want the federal government controlling law enforcement. That should be done locally. When you look at what happens with these riots, what happened in uh, L.A., when Daryl Gates refused to use his militarized police department to protect people, and now we've seen this again. Uh, what happened was the power of the community. People got together and protected their neighborhood, or they protected their business because the police were not doing that. It's one of the reasons why Sturm and Ruger have gained 17.5% in just one month because so many people are buying guns, but not the liberals. Tom Arnold says that liberals should borrow our dad's hunting rifles. <laughs> yeah, I guess, is, he, is Tom Arnold still living in his uh, mom and dad's house? Is he living in the basement or something? <laughs> Second Amendment is for everybody, he says. Oh, really? It is? 
Well, I've never seen a liberal say that. But then he goes, but it's effing time for us white liberal men to stand up for our brothers and sisters. We need to borrow our dad's hunting rifles and go nose to nose with Trump's gang of misfit tools. Okay. Okay. There you go. That's his idea. Because that's really what they're trying to do. They're trying to start a race war. And that's what he's pushing on social media. The problem is, is that when we have, as we've seen many police officers in this lockdown say, and police chiefs say, I'm not going to enforce these laws. They are unconstitutional. Uh, They can tell me to do it, but I'm not going to cite anybody. I'm not going to shut down any businesses. And you've seen police officers who have taken to social media and many of them have been fired. We just had a police chief forced to resign after he supported citizens who armed themselves during a riot. So these people who are talking about the abuse of power still want to have power concentrated in their hands, just like Chairman Mao. And that is why they're destroying the middle class. That's why they're pushing this. They do not want to have reform. Let me give you another example of this. Who will replace the police? Well, the Daily Mail uh, talks about what Black Lives Matter and MPD 150 and other activists are saying they want to see happen. Here's some examples. Well, you know, we got this problem now, but I think we'll solve that by having uh, more homeless shelters. Or, or maybe uh, what we will do is we'll uh, legalize marijuana. Well, that hasn't stopped crime in uh, California, has it? <laughs> uh, and uh, locking people up for that. Look, Eric Garner was choked to death because he was selling cigarettes as individual cigarettes. They called them Lucy's. Why did he do that? He did that because tobacco is so heavily taxed in New York that it makes it profitable for people to buy the cigarettes in another state, bring them in, and sell them as individual cigarettes. And so that was a minor infraction. And it was uh, an overreaction, to say the least, of the police to choke him to death for violation of a minor infraction. But understand that legalizing marijuana isn't going to do anything. Tobacco is legal, but you can tax it so much that you create a black market for it. And then you send out police or maybe even community organizers with a badge who will eventually, when push comes to shove, wind up choking or shooting or using non-lethal force in a way that is lethal. They say better handling of drug offenses to stop the criminalizing of communities of color. Nowhere, nowhere do the Democrats or the even Black Lives Matter, even Black Lives Matter, nowhere do these people talk about ending the war on drugs. The war on drugs has been the core of police corruption, of the abuse of power, of the militarization of the police, of creating a uh, lucrative black market monopoly between these drug gangs. It has caused uh, black people to be locked up with Biden's crime bill with the mandatory minimum at a rate higher than any society has ever locked people up. But they're not looking at any of these problems to solve. They're looking to use this as racism. Today, I talked about in, in great detail uh, the, and I don't have enough time to talk about it, but uh, I was sent by uh, Mark Hall, who I've interviewed numerous times about his uh, documentary, Killing Ed, where he talks about uh, charter schools and how uh, you have some corporations, and the worst case is the Fatala Gulen organization uh, that is, uh, operates in every other country as, as uh, Islamic madrasas, getting massive amounts of money, about $750 million 
uh, the last time I uh, saw the figures on it. But uh, that was a worst-case example. But uh, he has lived in Germany, and he sent me a picture going back to 1932, 33, the KPD. And the flag, if you can zoom in on the desk here, and you can see this. Now, it's not, this is black-and-white print, uh, but um, the flag is actually the same color, anti-fascista action. And the flag is exactly like the Antifa flag. This is a long-term communist group. And as I mentioned today, I went down the, uh, the list of people and organizations that are behind this. They are communist organizations. They have been funded uh, by people who are socialists and communists. They pull together the uh, race war, uh, going back to the weather underground, Bill Ayers. He went into education because he wanted to push white privilege. They called it white skin privilege. When he stopped bombing buildings When he stopped killing police officers, he decided that he would bomb your children's minds. And now what we have seen through Common Core and the federalization of education, we've now seen thoroughly radicalized youth pushing the agenda of these Marxist organizations using a race war because they couldn't do it with a class war, using a race war to overthrow American society and reset it to their dystopia. It's finally here. Introducing the first of its kind, nascent iodine spray with true atomic iodine. Listeners have been asking us for months to develop an iodine spray made with our exclusive deep earth crystal nascent iodine. After extensive development, it's finally here. Our proprietary new aerodyne technology allows us to harness the full power of ancient iodine crystals from 7,000 feet below the earth's surface into an ultimate spray formula. I have been using the new X2 spray every day and I feel good knowing that I have the power of true nascent iodine working for my body. I can personally feel the difference. We know iodine is an essential mineral that supports thyroid health as well as healthy metabolism, healthy hormone levels, and healthy cognitive function. Iodine may also support your body in healthy response to environmental and dietary toxins. Get your daily dose of essential iodine and experience the benefits of true nascent iodine today. Get the new Survival Shield X2 spray for 33% off at InfoWarsStore.com before we sell out of our new limited first shipment. That's InfoWarsStore.com. Globalists have gotten away with their Russiagate hoax, their Ukraine hoax, their COVID-19 hoax, and now it's the race riot hoax of 2020. We've got to ask ourselves what's coming next. Well, I can tell you, it's going to be a bunch of big old fat mass shootings to create even a bigger race war. It's going to be economic collapse, China invading Taiwan, Hong Kong, you name it. The globalists are attacking on every front. That's why now, more than ever, we have to realize they tried to censor InfoWars off the air because they knew that when they launched this whole situation, they didn't want the people's voice to still be on air. But thanks to you and our crew, we are still on air. So let's boost that transmission like the Batman signal now more than ever. InfoWars.com lives. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Crashing through the lies and disinformation, it's Alex Jones coming to you live from the front lines of the InfoWar.
There are now over 50 Metropolitan Police officers that have been injured, some of them seriously. And yet, my argument here isn't against equality of opportunity. Uh, it's not to say there may not still be things in society that aren't perfectly fair, but it is to say this, and to say it very, very clearly. This Black Lives Matter movement is a dangerous Marxist organisation, hell-bent on anarchy, and we need to wake up, get some facts into our heads, and understand what it is we're fighting. The uh, main agenda of the Black Lives Movement and Black Lives Matters is the defunding of the police force. That's right. They want to effectively close down the established police force in the United States of America, uh, and that's what the key activists in this country want to do as well. Uh, they're aiming at a radical redistribution of wealth. Uh, they're hinting at assets uh, being taken from private companies and put, in, put into the hands of workers. I mean, look, this is uh, a little bit like, you know, the 1917 uh, Lenin Manifesto, which saw the communist revolution. And that's exactly what this is. And everybody's sitting here flat-footed laughing at the left because you see what clowns the minions are. But it's not clowns on top of it. It is the most powerful, wealthy, rich people on the planet that are ruthless and cold-blooded and know that we have a heart and know that we care. So they use our altruistic nature as weakness and are totally dominating society. If you want to rebel against the man, and against the system, then it's the multinational mega corporations that have set China up as the model of planetary control. And it is absolute, pure, unadulterated, complete evil on its face. So, yes, you see the throngs and the masses that they have brainwashed out there as cannon fodder. And you have to understand that as they domesticate more people, it's only going to get worse. And that this is true organized corruption. So here's what I want to do today. I want to open the phones up for the balance of the next uh, three hours. And I want to take your phone calls on the subjects of what's unfolding in the world. We are going to attempt as good as we can to uh, break down and lay out exactly what's happening and exactly what's unfolding. And I have to tell you, when you sit there and you try as best you can to watch and to listen to all the things the left are up to, and to see the media misrepresent everything they engage in, this is a pure conversion over to evil that has happened with the average leftist. There are video after video after video where they throw themselves on the hoods of people's cars and act like they fall down and act like that they've been attacked. And the media says, oh, look, someone tried to ram them down and kill them, all trying to repeat Charlottesville over and over again. So it's like a big satanic drama club of victimology control freaks 
over and over and over again, repeating the same garbage. And I've experienced it where they come up to your table. They say, we're going to kill you. We hate you. Then they're waiting at the exit. And then they shoot video and you yell back at them and say, Alex Jones came to my table and harassed me. Or they burn down homeless people stuff in downtown Austin and then just say, we did it. And the news runs with it. And it's that coupling of mainstream media with these criminal mobs that is so incredibly dangerous. And the United States is not the former Soviet Union. It is not communist China. It has a different history, and it's going to be explosive what unfolds in this nation. I've got articles here. We're out in California. Suburbs are defending themselves from armed mobs just peacefully standing in front of their businesses. And the media is calling them terrorists and vigilantes because they don't let groups of white meth heads dressed in black come and burn down their businesses. It's just simply insane. We also have big developments here in just a moment that we're going to play for you, uh, dealing with an exciting new announcement. But uh, Prince Andrew won't be extradited to the U.S. over Jeffrey Epstein says Attorney General. What's really all behind that? U.S. prosecutors spar with Prince Andrew in Epstein attorney. Now, we are also going to look at the whole ongoing COVID hoax that we told you four months ago will never go away and will never stop. The EU, the UN, and Spain are announcing it's never going to end. You're never going to not wear a mask. You're never going to be able to leave your house without apps on your phone that tell you when you can. It's the post-human world. It's the Panopticon, Megaopolis lockdown. They said they do. And now it's here. I made a film 13 years ago called Endgame. It has everything in it because they said they do it. It is a dystopia. It is not about your safety. And COVID-19 is a hoax. The death numbers are a hoax. All of it's a fraud. But they can always have their false test and count anybody that dies of car wrecks, gunshot wounds, you name it, saying they test positive for COVID. It's all a fraud to leverage up the deaths and then bring back the deaths and sit there and idle it up, idle it down, rev it up, rev it down. This is the medical tyranny of Bill and Melinda Gates of the New World Order. We are now inside of it. We are now absolutely inside of this medical tyranny, but we can break out if we admit it. Oh, it's now in the news that The Amazon and the Apple and the uh, Google home assistants will now bark Black Lives Matter orders at you. See, last week it was take over Spotify and take over Apple and take over everything and tell you that white people are bad. Take over your devices. Now they're just going to shout orders at you while they listen to you. And why not? You took devices into your house that are hooked into mega corporations that listen to you. You let pedophiles come and teach your children in public school. And so they think it's a green light to take everything you've got, I've got, everybody's got. So I'm going to start the next hour, get to all this news, and take your phone calls throughout the rest of the transmission today. Really appreciate the crew, and I appreciate all the radio stations and TV stations and David Knight sitting in the first 45 minutes. I had to be in family court yesterday. That's why I missed the first hour. And then today I had uh, an extraction of a broken tooth set up months ago. COVID-19 shut that down. It took longer for them to get to me. So they pulled this molar. That's been done. We're going to go to break. Here's the big announcement. reason you should buy our new atomic iodine spray is because atomic iodine is so incredibly good for your body. 
and because almost no one else is on the market selling true atomic iodine. Now, it's listeners that started about four months ago begging for us to put a spray bottle on our X2 iodide. So we looked into it, and the formula we have is not best delivered through a spray bottle. So we went to scientists and developers, and they said, actually, it's another great way to aerosolize it and deliver it into the body to reformulate it with this particular type of glycerin and this type of spray bottle. But the real reason I went ahead and decided to develop this is I don't like having to take the bottle of X2 around with me that's got the dropper. That's good for at home, in my medicine cabinet, and in my kitchen. But then I tend to forget when I'm on the road or I'm on a business trip or vacation to take it with me. And the spray bottle is really a refreshing way to do it. It also soothes my throat and my larynx. I obviously talk a lot. And so once we got in some of the test bottles a few months ago, I was blown away and I'm now personally hooked on it. And this is the way I like to take my X2. So it's proprietary. It just came in. It's 33% off. It's amazing. And if you don't know what iodine is and why it's so important, the soils are depleted. Most of the food is depleted. Most of the other types of iodine that are out there are bound to other substances and the body has trouble absorbing them. That's not the case with our nascent iodine system. It's atomic, it's pure, it's very, very clean. And what it does for your thyroid, the rest of your body is, quote, essential. Iodine is essential, like oxygen, like water. You have to have it. And one of the best ways to get it is the original X2 or now X2 in the spray bottle. I would take advantage of this right now. I'm very excited about it. By having it in the car, I don't forget to take it. And again, we're discounting it out of the gates at 33% off at InfoWarsStore.com. It's finally here. Introducing the new Survival Shield X2 spray. Available now for 33% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Listeners have been asking us for months to develop an iodine spray made with our exclusive Deep Earth Crystal Nascent Iodine. Our proprietary new Aerodyne technology allows us to harness the full power of ancient iodine crystals from 7,000 feet below the Earth's surface into the ultimate spray formula. Iodine is an essential mineral that helps support thyroid health, healthy metabolism, and healthy cognitive function. Get the new Survival Shield X2 spray for 33% off intro pricing at InfoWarsStore.com. That's Survival Shield X2 spray at InfoWarsStore.com. so angry about what's going on inside the new world order that I can barely contain myself and do these broadcasts anymore. I knew about the new world order. I knew about the globalists. I knew about their plans really like nobody else does other than the people that run it. But it's another thing to actually see them launching it and, and, and really letting us know they're going into the depths of it. And I was doing some research last night and I'll cover this at the bottom of the hour into 7277, State Department memorandum 7277, and then public law that came out of it. It is the law of the United States. It was passed into law as State Department policy, and it calls for the total disarmament of the American people. And just now, folks are starting to pay attention to it. Last night, I text messaged folks that I know that have worked for the CIA and the FBI and other places, a couple different people. 
And they said, I've never seen 7277. And I said, look at this. And I said, I'm a CIA.gov link talking about it. And if one thing got Kennedy killed, it was this. You know, I don't think Kennedy overall was a bad guy, but he was really buying into this world government business. And he did buy into the gun confiscation plan. And it got him killed. It was the last straw when they finally said he's dead. And a lot of people that meant well were involved in killing Kennedy. But then it was an even more evil globalist group that was behind trying to get Kennedy to do the gun confiscation that was opening up China and had this new order plan that he was actually opposing. So that's why this gets so sophisticated and so, so complex. We would have been a lot better off if they hadn't killed Kennedy because they would have tried this gun confiscation out in the open and the UN's going to take over and it's a good thing. And Kennedy was believing all this. But right at the end, he tried to abolish the Federal Reserve, tried to pull us out of Vietnam. He was smoking the peacenik dope that was only one wing of the New World Order. He didn't have full-spectrum analysis. And neither does Trump. And I don't say that from a position of, I'm so smart, you know, the average high-level politician doesn't understand this. They've been picked and chosen because they're compartmentalized. Trump came in from the outside, from entertainment and from the service industry, and was able to get in by riding a populist wave that uh, Steve Bannon and Stephen Miller brought to him as his operating system. And he Trump was familiar with it because of his father and because of Roy Cohn and the Jaron Burt Society and identified with it. But, it. but it wasn't Trump's main operating system. Now he's been further uh, inducted into understanding of the deep state by having it try to barbecue and electrocute his arse. So when we come back, we'll talk about what David Knight points out. Uh, George Floyd is now the patron saint. We can rewind that and show that when we come back. He's now the patron saint of the takeover of the police because this is not abolish the police. This is intimidate, come in with federal and globalist money. Uh, this is uh, Operation Strong Cities. But guys, print me something on Strong Cities. Loretta Lynch wants a UN to oversee police departments. Breitbart, InfoWars, AP. That's what this is. And just as it was in 1963, it is today. There's George Floyd, the patron saint of the left. How many days of funerals? How many days of absolutely just knowing that it touched our hearts, seeing him beg for his life? And so now, since our hearts touched, we're all guilty. We're all bad. And we have to kneel. We have to kneel to Sodom. We have to kneel to Lucifer. We have to bow to the New World Order. But it's gone too far with white Democrats dressed up in Kwanzaa outfits stumbling around in the congressional rotunda. That is all coming up. Absolutely jam-packed transmission. And again, I uh, wild horses couldn't drag me away. I'm in a good spot right now. My mouth is still numb. I'm having a molar that has been cracked and rotting for many years. Finally removed. My wife will be happy because that bugger did not have a good smell to it, even if I brush my teeth five times a day. The circle is now complete. When we return, we're going to launch into all of it and take your phone calls. I'm Alex Jones. Remember, the only way we reach new people is when you decide to override the censors and spread the links to newswars.com forward slash show, infowars.com forward slash. 